Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am so glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Richard. Richard, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Excited to talk. Awesome. And I'm excited to find out more about you. So give everybody the 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Richard Schnitzel. Uh, I am an ex-mechanical engineer. I spent 10 years working in the corporate world doing everything from field engineering to project management to sales. And I've been a lifelong nerd and computer geek. I've been the IT person for my family since I can remember. And I have taken the skill sets that I've learned over the years of kind of having those passions and that background. And I now work with entrepreneurs to help them look at their business and create automated workflows that work seamlessly for the way that they are operating their business and keeping in mind that we're looking to build something that maintains the authenticity of how their business shows up in the world and maintaining those human connection points that are so vital for the way that we do our business so that we can take the benefits that technology can offer us without adding in the negatives that we can sometimes feel or get afraid of and and experience out in the world. Nice. That sounds awesome. So let's back up the bus because I'm sure you didn't start with the VHS flashing 12 o'clock. When did you start getting into all of this fun stuff of business automation? Yeah. So I started my business three years ago uh, and I did not start in business automation. I actually started in Facebook Messenger bots. Uh, I really liked the tech. I, I liked the idea of what it provided and that it, it changed up the way that we could communicate with people in an automated fashion, but that it it started to break down that boundary of like the traditional phone tree and just this really rigid thing. It, it added flexibility into everything. And so I, I started because I liked the idea, realized really quickly that I am terrible at writing copy. My <laughs> engineering training makes everything come out like a lab report. It's got bullet points. It's super clear, but it's very rigid and doesn't have the same kind of flow that you would really expect from fun copy. But what I was really good at was creating bots that had a really cool backend architecture that could create some unique experiences. And I would have people make comments on, wow, I really cool how you made that do that. What did you do? And I'd explain it. Well, yeah, we just did this, 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 this. And they go, okay, that's great. I have no idea what you just said. Can you build that for me? They'll go, yeah, that's easy. That's the fun part for me. I hate the copy. So you write the copy and I'll build the back end for you. And that conversation then grew from just bots to, well, I'm also doing this other thing in my business. Can we kind of take the same principles and add that to this other part of my business as well? Uh, yeah, I had this habit of every time I do a project, I would always take a step back, especially in the early stages of the business and go, okay, what did I, what did I enjoy? What did I do well? What did I just skate by on? Like, I probably shouldn't say that I can do this again because I made it work, but I was really kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And the following that path led me to this point of realizing that I'm very good at having a a conversation with somebody who doesn't have a tech background, who can't do everything from a technology perspective, but needs tech. So how do I communicate with them in a way that they understand what's going on so that they can make an informed decision about 
what I'm presenting to them and what they're ultimately saying. Yes, okay, I like that. Let's go build that. And the expectations of what they have of the outcome is actually what they end up getting. It's kind of like the the elephant in the room with tech is a lot of times you go, you get sold on an idea and you think it's really cool. And then you go to use it and it just missed the mark a little bit because we don't know what we don't know. We don't know to ask the right questions. Our concept of what's going on is different from the person who's doing the building. So how do I how do I break that down so that you know, everyday people can get all the benefits that I see in tech because I've been in it my whole life. I really understand it. How do I translate that to people? So it ends up being a lot of analogies. You know, I said, I don't need to teach you how to build a car, but I can teach you how to drive it, right? So I, I'm trying to help you understand, okay, this is, you're supposed to be on the right side of the road. If you're in America, you flip the blinkers when you turn, there's a gas pedal, there's a brake pedal, there's a steering wheel, right? That's what you need to know. You don't need to know how to change the oil or diagnose it when it goes wrong or all of the really nitty gritty things. That's my job. But I want you to understand whether or not you need a minivan or a sports car, because I can sell you a sports car, right? It, idea of a sports car is really cool, but if you've got a family of five, a sports car does not help you at all. So how do we have that conversation? Nice. I love that. So who do you love to serve in Spark? Because the whole world of business automation is a huge, huge <laughs> umbrella. Um, I totally get that you uh, may serve in Spark everybody in there, but who do you love to serve in Spark? Yeah, I really enjoy working with uh, service providers, people who have a, a human component to what they're doing. Uh, it's, it provides a unique challenge in trying to figure out what that workflow is. And I think that that part of the industry is an area that can benefit the most from figuring out how to use automation effectively. If you're using, uh, if you're just doing like a, a shipping business and everything's brown labeled, there's a lot of industrial knowledge that goes along with that. And there's a lot of things that work with you that we already have a blueprint for what that looks like. But if, if you're still trying to have phone calls with somebody, or if you're trying to have a one-on-one -on -one with somebody, or there's a custom aspect to every product that you deliver, the roadmap isn't clear, but I know that I can still provide the same amount of value for automation to you. So those are the people that I, I really enjoy working with because I can, I can get to the point where their eyes light up when they realize that something is possible, right? That moment where you have a conversation for an hour and we're trying to figure out the way through and then we get to the point and I can go, okay, so we're going to do this, 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 and this. And then you just have to do this end piece. And they go, really? We can do that? That's amazing. Okay. Like that to me is why I love being in the business that I'm in. I love that. So how do you usually work with people? How do they like What's the nuts and bolts of what's going on with them? Yeah, so I work with people on a four-month basis. So starting at the very high level of their business and talking through where they are now, what it looks like, and then where we want to get them in the next six months and really mapping out what the process in their business is without automation as a, a talking point, right? I just want to understand what the flow of your business is. Because for me, one of the struggles of my job is you're gonna have a lot more knowledge of what's going on that you will never be able to communicate to me just based off of the fact that I, I'm coming in blind and trying to ask questions and figure out what's going on. And 
you're going to know something that you don't even realize you know. You've been doing it the same way for the past two years, and you don't even think it was a choice anymore. It's just carnal knowledge of, okay, this is just the way that we do things. But that could be the secret sauce to what makes your process beautiful. So working with people to understand what that flow is, and then I have a team behind me that can, once we get to the point of going, okay, this is this is the dream flow. This is exactly what I want to build, implementing that vision on you. So it's a half consultation and then half done for you, melded together. So we get the, the best sides of both worlds. Nice, I love that. So what kind of things would your clients typically automate? So I break the business down into five different stages and we can touch automation and everyone. So it's uh, taking in a lead, which most people are very familiar with lead automation You're taking in a, a Facebook lead ad and adding them to uh, email sequence and then adding them into their CRM so they can do a follow-up or schedule a call or something like that. The next piece is sales, right? So once you've had the lead and they understand what your product is, giving them the opportunity to buy it Right, so capturing that purchase, whether it comes in from Stripe or WooCommerce or Thinkific, right, whatever your payment processing is, and then telling your team what's going on so that they're aware, okay, we have a new sale. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we need to get done, which moves into onboarding them, both onboarding the client into the product they purchased. Right, These are the next steps for you now that you've purchased this product. Great to have you. Right, We got to schedule an onboarding call or you have to give us Know, these three things so we can get to work. What are all those things? And then telling your team as well, hey, we got somebody new in, you have to get them onto their Slack message and you have to figure out what their best email, is, right? All of that. Then delivering the product, whatever that product is that they purchased, right? So the physical thing that they bought. And then once we're done with them, we need to offboard them from the product, offboard them from the experience with that so that they understand that one, like this is everything, this is how you continue to succeed with that. And then if you want to keep in contact with us, this is where it is. If you ever need to come back, this is what the expectations are setting all of that up. So breaking it down into those five steps, it's where we start with every business because every business we talk about can be those five steps in some fashion, right? Some, some pieces might be bigger than another, but we can break it down in those stages and then look at your particular workflow and say, okay, Payments are really strong point. We have a lot going on. We need to put a lot of automation in here. But maybe when we get to delivering of the product, maybe it's just you're scheduling a phone call with them every week and that's your product. It's talking one-on-one. -on -one. So there's not a lot of automation in there except for maybe them giving you their availability times and figuring out. And then it that's just managed by you and it's all set up. Maybe a, a couple of things for rescheduling or canceled cancellations, keep your database in sync. But then we don't really pick it back up in an automated perspective until we get to offboarding them because then they're at the next stage. Maybe there's another product that they can go to once they've reached a certain level of understanding or you have something recurring, you keep them in your community, whatever that, whatever that is for you. Thanks, I love that. So give us an example of a Cinderella story that you might have of one of your clients. Um, Cinderella story. I'll give you one cool example. So this is uh, very techy, but also very cool from the, the outcome for the client. They were, they had a, a group program that they book up and there's a one-on-one -on -one component with their coaches for the program. And they knew that their coaches could only handle a certain number of people. And they struggled to 
assign people into a group because they somebody would buy the course and then they would have to ask them, okay, we have six groups. You need to choose for us what your best group times are because if we if all my coaches are busy in January and you want January, I'm sorry, we, we can't get you in. You have to go out to February. So let us know what your priorities are and we'll figure that out. And that process used to be 100% manual for them where they would get in an email and they would have to go to their database and try and figure out what was going on and move people around. And every time they got a new submission, they would have to keep going through. So we automated the entire sequence for them where somebody signs up, they pay, they get an automated e email that says, hey, fill out this form, give us your preferences. And then once they gave the preferences, it dumps into an Airtable database and a code script runs that automatically assigns them to the correct group based off of the current coach's load. So if one coach has six, but the next coach has five, they'll dump it into the next coach. If all the groups are done for their first choice, it'll go to the second choice. And then we put a backup at the very end if no choices are op available, because that is a reality, right? If, if one, two, and three are full, it puts it into a holding group and sends them an email in HubSpot that says, or a task in HubSpot that says, hey, somebody submitted, we couldn't find a spot for them. You need to do this manually. And then we put a very check at the very end for a human to go in and check a box to say, yeah, okay, everybody's good. Because in automation, I can get you 90 to 95% of the way there. With tech, there is always a caveat. There is always something that could go wrong, may go wrong. It is not a perfect world. So that it's a great example of really automated system, but having at the very end, a human component to double check, make sure that everything's good. Those really weird situations, it's all handled. You don't run into a, a circumstance where uh, all of a sudden you overbooked a first session by 12 people because the automation was just running wild and there were no checks and balances in here. And then you've You've got a problem that we created because we were trying to solve the other one and we haven't really helped you at all. So putting in that last little bit to make sure that we don't run wild and there's there's a, a backdrop and somebody really going in and say, yeah, okay, I'm happy with this. This is all good. And then sending it off to the next level. And that's just a, a button click. So that could be you know, 30 seconds on a Monday morning to just go, okay, this is what I got in last week. Yep. Everything looks good. And you're done. I love that. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Richard, I need you so badly. Uh, so it's, it's usually different with most people. Um, but I'd say a lot of times it's, it always comes down to the things that you're doing every day that you could probably articulate to somebody on the phone if they called you up and you were out of the office. And it's, you do it because you've been doing it the same way all the time. It probably takes you five minutes every morning. Yeah, it's a really simple task, but it's those things that because you have to do them and because you're also doing 10 other things like that are drawing time away from your day for you to actually be doing what you're supposed to be doing in your business, staying in your zone of genius of you know, why you're in the, the business that you're in. Awesome. Love that. So how quickly could somebody notice changes in their operations after they come and talk to you? Uh, very quickly. So one of the first steps of working with me is we try to identify those three to five things that are your biggest time sinks. 
because there is a, you know, a one-on-one component with me every week, it takes you time to work with me, right? I can't, I can't do this in a vacuum. So you need to devote time in a conversation. So we will automate things right from the get-go first couple of weeks, we will get you relief on those tasks. And it's simple things like identifying that low hanging fruit of, you know, maybe you've got a lead form that really isn't dumping anywhere, but to an email. And we can just add in a couple steps after that process to clean up the information so that you can start doing things quicker. A large part of what we can do with automation is providing you with the information that you need to perform the task when you need to perform the task. So when you see something come in with an email that says, okay, somebody purchased a product, we need to do this or that, not having you to go need to go out and get something else or talk to somebody else and figure out, okay, what, what was this? I have half of the information, but I need this other 50% before I can start. So how can we at, le- at the very least get you everything you need to know in front of you and then give you a timeline to complete it so that you can start prioritizing tasks instead of the, okay, this just came in, I'll do this. Okay, this just came in, I'll do this. If we know that there's a three-day window when a, a task happens, let's automate it out and set that three-day window so you're not driven by the immediacy of what's, what's going on around you. You can really focus and set your schedule for the day and then get those done on your timeline and in your time frame instead of reactionary. Nice. Love that. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How would they begin their journey with you? So you can get in contact with me on LinkedIn or on my website. The website is richardschnitzel.com. And the LinkedIn is Richard Schnitzel Jr. Uh, send me a message. I'd love to get in touch with you and have a quick conversation about what's going on in your business and figure out if working together is a good fit for what I can offer you and what you're looking to achieve from a automation and a workflow perspective. Nice. That sounds awesome. So uh, let me ask you this. At what point in life did you know that you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> um, I would say it really hit me probably five, six years ago. Um, I've my father was uh, an entrepreneur. He owned a four season landscaping business and I've had a couple aunts and uncles who are entrepreneurs. So I had a, a framework for what it looked like, but my early career, I always thought that I would be somebody who climbed the corporate ladder and just kind of went the traditional path. Uh, but about five, six years ago, I realized that I started to question the decisions that my bosses were making because I had always kept my ears open and listened to what was going on and learned through seeing the way that different businesses were run. I reached a point where I'd present them with a problem. I'd give them what was going on in my options and they'd choose an option. I'd be like, "Ah, if that was me, I I would have gone a different direction. I'll do it because you're the boss and this is the structure, but I would have gone someplace else. And that was that first click for me of, okay, maybe this is telling me something that, you know, I really, I don't want to climb the corporate ladder anymore. I want to go run my own business. I want to be the master of my own world and be the one who gets to take in this information and make the decisions that I want to make. Nice. I love that. So what is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? I think it's the freedom, which, I mean, granted at times entrepreneurship has zero freedom, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but at the end of the day, freedom, you're just working 16 hour days, seven, eight. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, with those 16 hour days, you know, if 
a friend of mine's kid is having a basketball game at three o'clock in the afternoon and they say, Hey, can you come to my game? I go, yeah, sure. I'll, right. I'll go see your game. And then I might go to back to work afterwards and work till seven o'clock to get my stuff done because I left early, but there is a freedom of choice in entrepreneurship that we can choose to do something. It just means that we may have to choose to do something else as well that counterbalances what, what we're prioritizing in the moment. And I haven't seen any other way of making a living that provides that freedom of choice to run your life the way that you want it and to make it suit you instead of the traditional sense of having your working life, you having to suit your working life. Nice. I love that. That is awesome. So this has been super helpful and awesome. So thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Any last words for our peeps? I would say, you know, automation is a momentum game. So don't think that you're going to dive into the deep end and learn to swim before you hit the bottom. Start your start in the shallow end of the pool, do something simple, do something small and ride the wave of momentum and you'll 1% change every day. And when you turn around in three months, you'll have made 20, 30% massive shift in your business and the way that it operates. So don't focus on the big picture, just focus on those 1% shifts that you can make on a daily basis. And you will shock yourself at what you are able to understand and achieve from an automation perspective. Nice, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.